<laughs> I'm gonna... No, leave it in. Leave it no, in. I will leave Keep it. Keep it real. Yeah. You know, Ruby. You know. It's a strange world. I've noticed. You know one thing that isn't strange? Oh, Christ. <laughs> the cabin Ruby. Oh, you're doing it. Go ahead. Go to a movie podcast. Welcome back. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yes. I feel like we've tried reversing the roles again, but it just doesn't work. I feel incomplete if I don't give my little... Yes. 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 And then you, and then say, you say... Oh. 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 <laughs> no. No. Oh. <laughs> okay, no, I was gonna say... And then you say, we're back, we're back. I know it's been a bit. I know it's been a bit. We've been busy. It has We're been a bit. We're high schoolers. It has, it has been, a been a bit. It's been like a month. It's been like a month. We took our well-needed break. Yes. Now we're rested and recharged. And we're ready s- to discuss. And ready to discuss for my very belated birthday episode. Extremely belated. Wow. Hey, yours was belated too, right? That's true. Not this Not by this much. Yeah. But still in celebration of the movies I love. Yes. And yeah, the things I enjoy. Yes. Yeah. The well, party never stops. It's a lot. I I feel like it's a lot harder to like intro and be like, "How have you been?" Right. Because so I know. Up. Yeah. Like I know. What's popping? <laughs> what's popping? <laughs> Brand new women's out it. Hey. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm getting really excited that we're back. We're back. We're back. Say it one more time, and Beetlejuice will will appear. We're back. Hey, it's me. Oh my god, that was crazy. Just saw Beetlejuice feeling a little wild. Have you even seen that movie? No, I have not. But I know it. Yes, I've seen Beetlejuice should be your response. Oh, right. Yes, obviously I've seen Beetlejuice. Who do you think I am? Who's the main actor? Beetlejuice. <laughs> obviously. Who plays Lydia? Lydia. The actress Lydia. All the names are the Lydia, same. Oh, Lydia. That's what they don't, oh, they don't tell you that. Oh, have you met Lydia? Lydia the Tattoo Lady. Yep. Yeah, that song. Oh, I know it by heart. I know every single word. I know the melody. You know. I know, like, the back of my hand. Just like I know Beetlejuice, like, the back of my hand. Maybe maybe that's what we should do for your birthday episode. Wow, that's far ahead. I have to think about my most impactful movie. No, well, this year I was supposed to get back into my movie grind. However, <laughs> the grind has a bad not start. grinded. Um, what day is today? Wait, the 14th. I've watched three movies. Four. Four. Hey, I watched four. That's good. That's not bad at all. That's pretty average. I feel like there. I'm... Above average, I'd even say. Exactly. I've conditioned myself in a wrong way because you watch them every day. Yep. So now that's hey, my normal. I, I watched three short films in the past okay, couple yeah. days. I've been catching up on TV shows. Oh, right. Booked and booked. So I feel like I forget that for an average person, four movies in roughly two weeks is not, not roughly, exactly two weeks, is not too bad. Roughly, approximately, you know, you know. Approximately, aluminium. We're not getting British here today. Are we getting British? No, we're not getting British. we're not getting British. We're getting actually very American. Yeah, actually double American. Which says a lot about me and my case for my birthday, so. Oh, right. Uh, this year I, I decided to pick two movies that, um, I had watched the previous year that, um, had just, not my first time watching them, but just had spoke to me in a certain way that year. 
And those two movies, as you can see in the title, were Blue Velvet by David Lynch and Inside Lewin Davis by the Coen brothers, Joel and Ethan, respectively. Um, yeah, both movies, I feel like they're good elements of my taste and what I enjoy and the absurdism of David Lynch, and I also just love David Lynch, period. And yes. then kind of that oblique Kafka-esque, if I may, Ooh. Okay. Uh, analytical view of the world that Inside Lone Davis provides. Kind of a top-down perspective of here's how humans go about their day. Mm-hmm. And talking about that, I think that's very important mm-hmm. in movies, and that's something that I look out for mm-hmm. a lot. So I'm also being way too quiet. Oh my goodness. Yeah, speak up. Speak up! Okay. Oh, not that up. <laughs> All right. Speak, speak up down. one step. Yeah, speak up, speak down. Speak, speak around. Speak around, yeah. Speak left, speak right. Nope. Speak diagonal. Don't speak right. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. left. Oh, left. Wait. Have you ever said that? People should start saying that. Sorry, there's like a bubble in my throat. Does that, does that ever happen to you? Yeah. Where you get a bubble in your throat and it like your voice sounds different for a bit? Yes. A lot of girls like up yes. here or something like that. <laughs> No, I just go. We're really just stalling here. I know we are because. Well, hang on. Would you like to? What would you like to tell your listeners about your break? About my oh my break, my break was just grand. I had a fantastic little break. I recharged. I rejuvenated. Those are kind of my two favorite words. I think if those words and are they ever never taken happen. Away, I like to say it's kind of like a convincing myself type of thing. Like. If I say I'm recharging, I'm recharging. <laughs> Even if it's not actually true. So, I'm recharged. She's recharged. I'm recharged. I'm rejuvenated. Um, rejuvenated is just such a great word. Like, Put that in a poem. Put it in a, put it in a lyric essay that I haven't started. You want to say that, that louder? I'm, no. No. Okay. No, but I had a great break. I'm wish it was still I oh my I god my i had a great break too but mine was too short mine felt really long actually oh, like man. it kind of felt like a month long which is weird i don't know what i guess I, I did kind of a lot like i went to Asheville and then i went to savannah for a day and i don't know the other days just you know living the Blend life together again. yes but i had a great break you know i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad yes yeah um, mine was all right Oh. Okay. Anyways, no. <laughs> I turned seventeen. Yes, you did. Young and sweet Ooh, jeez. We're not doing Mamma Mia. <laughs> we'll never do Mamma Mia on this podcast. That's actually it. one of my biggest secrets is that I haven't seen it. You actually no my my I don't even want to say that. Go. My most embarrassing movie that I haven't seen. What is it? It There's rhymes ten. with Shmashma. Shand. La la. Yes. Oof. Wow. That is, you haven't seen that? Yeah, it's really... Shmashmashmand. <laughs> Funny. I, I know. A bit of a comedian. No. That sucks. I know. It's really bad. I try not to tell people what I just did, so... You just told the whole world. I just told them millions listeners. of listeners. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever. They're all gonna do. find out. Oh, no. I have so much on the line. Well, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I believe I, I believed her for a second there. Yes, 
Let's hop in. Let's dive in. Hop in. So, let's start Blue Velvet. Yeah, go for it. Blue Velvet. Oh. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Okay, so I'm I'm very disconnected. We haven't done this in a while. But I'm gonna get back! I'm back. Oh. Oh, I... Wow, I hated that. Okay. Oh, wow. Blue I'm velvet. sure the Good. listeners did, too. You're kind of the conduit. What does that mean? Like, the place the listeners they'll see the podcast through oh wow <laughs> see and that's what they that's what they just said too they said wow and nothing yeah maybe i should just be the voice of the listener i think so i think you are yeah wait gavin and listener go to the movie that doesn't sound as good though no no my name kind of carries the the rhyme yeah it does and the syllables gavin and ruby go to a movie gavin ruby, and ruby, ruby. Go to a movie. Wait. Wow, what a great name. I, I wonder who thought of that. Me. I know. It was me. I know. Thanks, Ruby. <laughs> I'm giving you your flowers. All right. I'm letting you credit. Okay. Speaking of flowers, yes. Blue Velvet yes. opens with a shot of red roses set against a white picket fence. And then we see the ants yes. underneath the ground. That's next. Blue Velvet is <laughs> a movie directed by... The absurdist, I don't know, goat? Goat? Yes. Let's say the dark surrealist goat, David Lynch. Okay. um, Who famously has made Twin Peaks, which is like my favorite thing ever. Um, Which is a murder mystery TV show that's also full of a bunch of weird characters. And uh, high melodrama. All of his work is characterized by that we were supposed to do a david lynch movie wild at heart oh yeah on here a while ago and i watched that when i liked it a lot um to be clear david lynch is one of my favorite filmmakers i think one of the most consistently good filmmakers ever i mean even martin scorsese has shutter island but ah david lynch has dune but i don't think that's his fault Okay. That's a whole nother story, if you want to read into the lore of David Lynch. Um, but yeah, consistently good movies. Before, er, excluding Dune, his best, his second worst movie is still four and a half stars. In my book, that would be Mulholland Drive, which is a super unpopular opinion. But for me, that's how it is. And Lind Empire just elevates everything Mulholland Drive does on another level. But anyway, um, so that's how good he is in my book. And he just, his filmmaking just really speaks to me. I, I think the scripts, a lot of the dialogue, you can kind of write off a surface level, but I think that kind of surface level, not natural, but like kind of play feeling of it adds a lot to the atmosphere and the world they tell these stories in. And they also help each of his movies achieve the high stakes big emotional themes that are littered throughout. But Blue Velvet is um, really his, I think it's his first or his second real big feature. Because uh, I wouldn't count Eraserhead as like a huge movie. But I'd say Blue Velvet in terms of scale is um, a, a bigger movie. Um, I think Elephant Man might have come out before it, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Elephant Man and then Blue Velvet was his follow-up to Elephant Man, which was critically acclaimed and probably his most 
normal movie, also my mom's favorite David Lynch movie, um, Oscar Darling and stuff. So he's running out the heels, and he comes in and he releases this weird freaking movie about this guy who finds an ear mm-hmm. cut off, and he then he discovers the story behind it. Um, that guy is played by Kyle MacLachlan, who is famous. You might know him, Ruby, as the dad from Inside Out's voice. What? And, for those who are really actually cool people, oh. Special Agent Dale Cooper on Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah, duh. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually did not know him for either yes, of those. Yes, the dad. No way. Wow. In Inside Out, he was the dad. That's crazy. Yeah, go back and watch it. You'll be like, oh, that is him. That's or if you watch, like, Twin Peaks and you hear his voice a lot, right. you'll be Which like... I am going to. Eventually. Yes. Eventually. I think... Well, well, then let me just ask. I, we can go into the plot in a little more detail mm-hmm. in a bit when we start going over it critically. But what did you think of the movie in general? This is your first David Lynch. Yeah, I was going to say. First David Lynch. Didn't really know what to... Oh, speak up. Didn't really... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know what to expect going into it um but i actually enjoyed it it was kind of fun well <laughs> that's, that's the way not to the right it. word to i it. think it's fun oh to a degree i wouldn't use you just the word said fun. it was fun see i just said it was fun but that was an <laughs> i wouldn't impulse. use the word fun i wouldn't use the word once i've thought about it for a second longer fun probably is not the right word however i did really enjoy it i thought it was so quaint and like <laughs> nice at first and then it took such a like turn well it wasn't really even nice at first. i'm just contradicting everything i said yeah but something about it i just liked the way it was i like the cinematography i like i was invested in the story like i wasn't it was this is like exactly two hours long but it kind of flew by for me oh good yeah like i wasn't i didn't feel slow i thought i liked everyone's performances i liked the story i just said i liked the story um, and I just, I'm glad that I went in without knowing anything about it because I think that kind of enhanced my experience watching it. Did you mind the style of the dialogue? Because that's one thing that a lot of people... Really? You know, that's what I'm I didn't mind about. it. But like how, um, Kyle McLaughlin's character and Laura, the great Laura Dern, mm-hmm. her first Lynch movie and not her last Lynch movie. If you yeah. keep going through her catalog, she is amazing in Inland Empire. But anyway, yeah. she, this is like and one of her first big movies ever. Like the way they talk, a lot of times is kind of criticized for being like generic. Do you find that? Because at some levels it is, but I think yeah. it adds to it because it's kind of this not criticism but analysis of like Americana and American life and the American dream and the underbelly. Right. Of what that also entails. You know what I mean? But I think that kind of simplistic dialogue between them and the football boyfriend just adds to it. Yeah. I agree, actually. (laughs) I didn't mind the simple dialogue at all. I think it works to, honestly, to highlight exactly what you were saying. Like, there's always kind of an underlying something, but the dialogue doesn't have to do the most to get that across. And I feel like it works thematically. And I feel like the dialogue isn't, it's simple, but it's not, like, boring. It's not like, hey, hey, oh my god, look at this ear. Like, this is so crazy. <laughs> did, you, did you, also, I'm just asking questions. Did yeah, you? Yeah. A lot of people find Kyle McLaughlin to be a really stiff actor. I think that adds. 
I think it has charm. to. I agree, but I think it works. Like, I just like you just works. gotta watch Twin Peaks. Yeah, I know. I just is the only thing everywhere. I've like fully seen him in. I guess except The Voice and Inside Out. But <laughs> this is like the only time I've seen him perform, like his acting. And I so I think it works for the content of the movie. I don't know. You know, obviously I haven't seen Twin yeah. Peaks, but him and David Lynch get along very well. Really, is their thing. They're tight. They're really tight, and they understand each other. Yeah. I'm trying to get like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, I know. But I think it's just great. And I think he's great in the movie, too. I agree. I think he sells a lot of the scenes that he needs to sell. Yeah. So another a- element of this movie is after he finds a year, he goes on to meet with um, a jazz singer named Dorothy. Also, Dorothy, I was thinking about that while I was watching the movie. Dorothy, weird name. Just generally Dorothy. or for this movie? Just yeah. in general, weird Dorothy? name. Dorothy. I get. I haven't really thought about it. Dorothy. Dorothy. I like it though. I like Dorothy. it, but it's just strange. Like you. That doesn't seem like Dorothy. a name. Dorothy. Dorothy. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> anything you say enough times. Dorothy. Gavin. What type of name is that? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. That's why I named my cat Ruby. Oh right. <laughs> the lowest of the low. The lowest name ever. No, I love my cat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this one I'm not, I'm not too sure no the cat um, the cat is a goat yeah oh of wait, course the cat is a goat wait that doesn't, that doesn't add up <laughs> <laughs> but he meets this jazz singer played by the great Isabella Rossellini um Italian <gasps> famous Italian see see <laughs> wait the Spanish that's it. no the, it's Italian too is it, is it I think she's looking up on Google Translate Yes, in Italian. <laughs> That's not an answer. Ciao? Ciao is hello. Sorry, we're communicating How with do Siri. You say- oh my god, Siri. Translate into Italian, I just told you that. In Italian, salutaci. What? Salute. Okay. So she was wrong. No, I'm definitely <laughs> okay, right. Okay. Keep talking, anyway, I'm going to look it up. And... He, he finds her and sneaks into her closet because he realizes that it's she might C. be connected. Oh, good. Congratulations. You just won the battle. Anyways, but did you win the war? On. Wait. Um, no, keep going here. <laughs> you, go on, go on. And you find the ear. What? And it, <laughs> it leads back to her somehow. And he's in her closet. And that's a really tense scene. And yeah. also, that's like a good instance of like David Lynch set design. Because mm-hmm. um, you'll see rooms like um, Dorothy's room pop up a lot over. This movie is really a template for most David Lynch movies that follow. I mean, Twin Peaks, like you can see a lot of parallels, like the singer and the red curtains. There's a lot of parallel imagery and also the whole vibe of this American town and the underbelly behind it, which Twin Peaks also explores. But I think here in Blue Velvet, he really just completely digs into it and exposes all these American themes at the time. Because all these characters are like, I'm trying to find a way to put it. I don't know a way to put it. I don't know. Mm. They're kind of idyllic representations of certain, like, characters. The high school girl, you know, 
the caring dad who's busy with work, whatever, and the college nice guy, whatever. All these mm -hmm. idyllic figures, and also the idyllic figure of the singer. All these archetypes, even, mm -hmm. to use Jungian yes, psychology. Yes. And then we kind of... The, the complete detriment to that is Frank's character, mm -hmm. which is my favorite part of the movie, by far. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love. I, that's what really hooked me on it because I was right. kind of, I was kind of when first time I watched, it, I was like, okay, where is this going? But then you bring out Frank, and that he introduces such a level of chaos mm -hmm. into the movie that I, I think just completely elevates it because it's countering these archetypes, and that's the true foil to it, and that's what's in America. There's people like Frank everywhere, just so crazy out-of-touch person who goes to their basest of needs and cannot fully assimilate into an archetype and switches personalities on the dime. So I, I really like that character. He's crazy killer involved in some kind of traffic... Not trafficking, I don't know. They don't really make it clear what the, the whole mystery is. It's just kind of general terms mm -hmm. and vague terms of what what's going on, and what their deal is. Something with drugs, killing people. Something not good. Something relative to America's problems. Drugs and killing people. Right. And women getting mistreated. Right. Women and children. Because that's who are the real victims. Yeah. But my favorite part of this movie is the 30-minute sequence where Frank finds... Um, Kyle McLaughlin's character, whose name I'm totally forgetting. Do you remember? I watched it today. Um, we both what? watched this Wait. today. Yeah, because I just think of him as... John? No. Wait, you no. Look it no up. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah. and a 30-minute absurdist, surrealist trip through um, uh, the small town. Jeffrey! Jeffrey! Jeffrey. John so was, you were onto something with the J. John yeah. was close. But I love that part of the movie. Yeah, me um, too. Especially the Ben's restaurant. And that, that that just, the tension is so palpable between, like, what's going to happen. Because you've just got this complete wild card. He's got this little, like, air, what would you call that? Like a mask, but it's like a gas. A like, gas mask. Not a gas, gas. mask, but like. Yeah. Like if you're going to get, like, laughing gas to go get your. Right. Yeah, yeah. Teeth pulled. Any, yeah. Or whatever. That's what he uses. There's a word for that that I'm just completely forgetting. I don't know, but he carries it around. And he switches from being a baby, basically, to mm -hmm. being a hard, tough-as-nails kind of guy mm -hmm. throughout the whole night. And you never really know how to deal with him, and neither does the main character. And you f you really feel stress on that moment. But you're also, I think you're having fun mm -hmm. going along and seeing what these guys do. Right. Yeah, did you like that section of the movie? I did like that section of the movie. No, you've kind of taken the words out of my mouth, but, like, I feel like the tension of it really works. Kind of to circle back to what we were saying earlier, the, not bland, the simplicity of the dialogue, like, it works in moments like that because Frank brings all this chaos and all this, like, just wild nature that I feel like it works for Jeffrey to be kind of a... Who's the, completely the straight... Man, American hero right. archetype. 
it's a good contrast. I feel like it balances each other out. Because if Jeffrey was also really over the top, I think it would just be too much. Like, too well, he's much. over the top, but he's not specifically. It's over not to the, the top. level. Of it's not Frank, like, like he's crazy, but no. he go he switches. Yeah. Well, Frank. Frank, that's what yeah. I'm yeah. He's pretty crazy. Well, he's crazy, but he switches what kind of crazy he yeah. is, which doesn't give him a specific like mode. Is he like evil? Is he like? A child, because you see him, they see him at the bar at one point, and he's crying, yeah. watching her performance. Right. So you never really get a grasp on what he truly wants and what his attentions truly are, which I think makes him such an interesting antagonist. Right. Just this uncontrollable force. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And it worked well for me. All the scenes with him in it, I was deeply unsettled, but also very, like, invested. Yeah. This And the whole Sandman scene... With Ben and the when he's mouthing the words, and because he's like it like soothes him, just completely the American man untamed. Right. I don't know to put in the words, but yeah, and I mean I don't want to, I don't I don't think we need to do a spoiler section. I don't really want to get into spoilers either, but by the end you get a satisfying conclusion and things get wrapped up thematically. I think, and it's just a really solid time, and I love the absurdism that's thrown in there, and the random characters you only see for the second, the blind man mm-hmm. working at the store, that's the thing with Twin Peaks too. It just feels like such a, especially knowing his other work, I think you you would come, you come to appreciate Blue Velvet more if you watch his other work, because right. this was not Which my first one. Yeah. You you may, you must, you must, not, you may, yes. you must. I must and I will. You must? P-U. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. I love this movie. I think it's excellent. I also yeah, do love the I cinematography. Agree. This is my first time. So I had it on DVD. Yeah. Kind of low quality. And I got it on for my birthday for Criterion. Right, right, right. So yeah. I watched it on Criterion. The remaster is gorgeous. How'd they do that? I'm sure you watched you watch it on Max. I so, watched it on you have to rent Ro- it. On Roku. Or one of the free ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. There huh. weren't any ads, though. So there weren't any ads? Yeah. Oh, good. There was little, like, dots in the where I thought there were going to be ads, but there weren't. Oh, good. Yeah. An uninterrupted experience. Yeah, I hate... God, ads really pull me out of it. I can... I See, weirdly, I can live with them. Really? It depends. I was me. watching The King of Comedy on Plex, and I could live with the ads. Oh, Inside Lewin Davis, which, not to jump ahead, but there were a lot of ads during that, and there, one that, like, a recurring one was, what was it called? It was a Christian dating app. <laughs> it, was, it was called, like, Up Upward, or, like, Up, up Risen. something. Yeah. Risen? That's kinda... <laughs> we Rise. We you know? Rise. But, and that, that kind of did pull me out. And then, of course, I immediately dialed <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding. That was a joke, but... She never dials in. <laughs> No no no, 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 no. But anyway, sorry. That is that's Lewin Davis. That's not Blue Velvet. But I also really enjoy Blue Velvet. Blue I Velvet. have listened to the <laughs> Lana Del Rey song. Oh, <laughs> that is the worst like response. I know. See, I said that because I knew you wouldn't. You would not like that. But it's a great song. Great movie. I was not disappointed for my first Lynch. I'll dive into. I don't know what I'll dive into next. Twin Peaks! Oh, <laughs> oh my god, it, Twin Peaks. I do you get know so much more appreciation in. of it now, I feel like. Dude, really? Twin Peaks and Blue Velvet, you'll get more appreciation okay. if you watch Twin Peaks. I wish I will. Which I will. Also, the colors in this movie are really rich. 
rich. They are rich, I believe. They are. And a lot of nice symbolism and stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Symbolism and so, stuff. So like, That's it. <laughs> sometimes I wish there was like a video, because for the because you just did the weirdest little shrug. Symbolism, I guess. I guess. And stuff. And stuff. Yeah, but you got the blue and red, or immediately contrast. You got the mm -hmm. red separate from the blue by the white picket fence, but then that all just completely goes away when you're in the underbelly, as it does in the movie, because they travel through the darkness. Mm -hmm. Stuff. Uh, no. I don't know. I don't know. And then at the end, it comes full circle in a nice way mm -hmm. that I really appreciate that I don't want to spoil. Yeah. But yeah, if you sound, if this sounds interesting to you, it's very American. It's it also very weird and dark yes. when it needs to be. I agree. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I'll absolutely. give. Obviously, I'll give this movie a ten out of ten. I don't think there's any issues with it for me. And Ruby is thinking she does thinking. not want to upset me. No, I don't know. I give it a one. No, you I can give it whatever it, you want. I give it a nine. Truly? Why not a 10, though? What's because your reasoning? it just it doesn't feel like a 10 to me. You know, Like, it's so... I really did enjoy watching it, but I can't, like... When I when I give a movie a 10, like, I feel very strongly about it. Oh, he's sad. I'm crying. <laughs> there are actually a couple tears, but... No. A 9? That's only one... That's only one below. That's close enough. I yeah. genuinely... I did really enjoy this movie. I don't have it... I think if I rewatched it, I would give it a 10. All the way through because I did split this in two halves because I was tired. Yeah. Hey, maybe if I rewatch Little Mermaid, that would turn into a ten. I knew. I knew. Every time I, that's gonna. I know it's gonna hang over my head forever that I gave that a ten, but I'm sticking with it. I'm standing by. When it comes to your our 2023 ranked video. Video. <laughs> our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's have, not making the cut. The Little Mermaid discussion will. Oh ensue. god! I don't know that I have the energy to re reignite. That's that a discussion. talk. That's yes. A talk. Well, we'll save it for then. Is that <laughs> next? When are we doing that? When the Oscars. Right. Right. Okay. So like when March. Oscar. When Oscar. When Oscar. When Oscar. Oscar. When Oscar arrives. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oscar. But yeah, go check this one out. I really. Yes, like it. I would recommend. Then listen to the Lana song afterwards. Hey, how about you introduce the next one? Why eat this mozzarella stick? Oh, I'm drinking in Dr Pepper. Oh, and I've got some water. Yes. Good. My go-to. Okay, Lewin Davis. I feel like there's not much to introduce about this one. Sure there is. Oh, no. Did you do your so research Martin. on the directors? You don't have to. The director is... Oh, the director is the Coen Brothers. Which, Blood Simple, right? Same people? Right! Yes. yes! Yes, yes, yes. So I'm not completely inexperienced. Um, I did have to refresh myself in this movie like one second ago because I watched it a whole week ago, and things don't retain that long for me. However, I did actually enjoy it, but it's about Lewin Davis, who's this musician, 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 and, but he's kind of flopping a little bit, <laughs> and <laughs> things aren't necessarily turning up. He's in uh, Greenwich Village in the city. Have you been there? I have been there, I have actually. Not. I love it there. It's very, it's actually really pretty. It's kind of quiet, too, which is interesting, but... Um, so he's, he's doing his musician thing, but it's not really working because he has to like crash in other people's houses and try to, he's really scraping for money and he needs money for a certain little something. 
with someone he is with and it's just like things are not really looking up for him and this is this follows his journey to stay afloat stay <laughs> i'm really just i feel like i mean i don't want to give away too much but i think the bare bones would be lewin davis musician struggling <laughs> watch and see what happens to good old louie lewin 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 is such an interesting name. I don't think I have ever met anyone named Lewin. Neither have I. Anyway, she was stalling so I could finish eating this mozzarella stick. Yeah. And she did a great job. Thank you. Definitely. Wow, thank you. But anyway, Lewin Davis, for me personally, why I picked this, I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan. I always was, especially in 2020 when I started really getting into movies. Coen Brothers were some of the first people I watched. I think I've seen their whole filmography. Yeah, I think I have. Um, Ethan Coen... His solo directorial debut, because Joel has done stuff on his own, but Ethan's never done anything on his own. Mm -hmm. Ethan Cohen's solo debut, Driveaway Dolls, is coming out in February. Oh, no way. With Beanie Feldstein. I think she's in it. Wow. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'll add it to the Coen Brothers list. Yes. Um, but anyway, this movie for me, I was always a huge Coen Brothers fan. I think this was one of the last Coen Brothers movies that I had left. And I wasn't saving it or anything, I just didn't get around to it. And when I first watched it, I thought it was the worst Coen Brothers movie. At a 7 out of 10. At a wow. 7 out of 10 as well. Which really tells you uh, how much I love the Coen Brothers. I think they're just absolutely excellent filmmakers. But yeah. it just wasn't hitting. Okay. I was really put off by the first half. I thought the performances were weak. And I just wasn't vibing with it. So when you got to the second half and things kind of change up... And the style changes a little bit. I just was not as into it, but I appreciated it and what I was going for. Yeah. And then I think about a month or a couple weeks later, I watched it again. Um, and I was absolutely blown away. I was yeah. blown away by it, which is in. I mean, I that's happened to me before, but I mean, it's not a very common occurrence. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, let me see. Because I think I'm allowed to. September 2021. And, yeah. And then a month oh, yeah. later, I watched it again. And I really connected with it. Because I see it as kind of this... This odyssey of someone who just doesn't know where they're going. Like, Odysseus has a goal in his odyssey. Like, like Ulysses. Whatever. Mm -hmm. All have goals in their odyssey. But what do you do when you're trying to get somewhere and you have absolutely no idea how to get there? Mm -hmm. And he's also completely doubting himself. Odysseus keeps pushing forward. Lewin, he keeps holding himself back. Because mm -hmm. he doesn't believe in himself. And I think that's such a great like, way to characterize depression mm -hmm. for a character. Where you want to... He has a goal that he wants to achieve. But he personally is stopping himself from achieving that goal and getting over depression because it's hard it's hard to want to get out and stop being depressed mm -hmm. like you have to really work yourself up to it and as much as Lewin tries to convince himself he just keeps going with his lifestyle that he's become accustomed to I think that's what's so tragic about this character and what makes you really root for him in his weakest moments at his lowest points and I think 
just on a rewatch that really spoke to me personally at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, it still speaks to me because I've given it five stars ever since. And it skyrocketed from my least favorite Coen Brothers to my favorite at the top of my list. Wow. And one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's on my top 20. And Blue Velvet was in my top 10 at some point. But I think it moved itself down. And I don't think it's on my top 20 still. Because mm -hmm. I think there's better Lynch stuff uh, yeah yeah twin peaks and um right inland empire which we should do at some point but that's three hours oh yeah three hours of something. greatness once you get to twin once you get past twin peaks one or okay. season one and two yeah stop before you get to three and we'll watch inland empire okay that's a plan because it kind of it, it kind of gives plan. you more of a clue and to how lynch's style has evolved over the years anyway okay yes yes but yeah, I really love this movie, and I love the music. Yeah, it's my me thing. Too. I love folk music. I love that '60s period of Bob Dylan esque yes. protest songs. "Hang Me, Oh Hang Me," yes. beautiful. Yes, song just constant banger. There's an obvious sense of appreciation and uh, uh, attention to detail that the Coen Brothers have with this movie and the time period. And I think it really just hits on it at, at every point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hang on. You, you take over for a bit. I'm, I'm, I need to collect my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> my thoughts are still uncollected. But I did enjoy it a lot, actually. I This has actually been on my watch list for kind of a really long time. And I just never got around to watching it. But I liked... <laughs> that was so great. Um, I'm trying to think... My thoughts are very uncollected, but what specifically I enjoyed about it, I liked, I was just, like, I, I don't know why, I can't put a finger on why I was invested, but I was, like, I, every step of the way I wanted to know, and I weirdly was rooting for him, although this is something we've said off the pod, mm -hmm. but he's kind of like, he's not like an instantly lovable guy. Oh, wow, there he is. Um, like... There's this one part where they're watching a performance and, like, his, I guess, his friend was like, oh, she, like, she's so good or they're so good. And then mm -hmm. he's like, is he? So, like, he's kind of... Which is so me, too. Which is kind of horrifying. <laughs> no, but... Especially this recent rewatch, he held up a mirror to me and I was like, wow. Yeah. I'm See, but at least you have the self-awareness self about which it. Which he likes. I think he yeah. does have it. I think a little bit. I think he just wants to But not it. completely. Like in the performance part where he thinks he's about to get called on stage and he's like, oh, no. I like, I forgot guitar. my... I don't have my guitar. Like, don't call me on stage. And then he's... It's not him. So, like, I think... I So, I can't explain why I necessarily care about what happens to him, but I do. There's something about him that just is, like, enticing, I guess. He has this whole... My favorite little bit about... The, <laughs> he's supposed to take care of this cat named Ulysses. And which you don't find in, until the end, which is also a parallel right. to the Odyssey. I, I think Ulysses is a little more Lewin-esque than Odysseus is, and they're mm -hmm. both adaptations of the character of, of Odysseus. But, I mean, if you read Ulysses, he's a lot closer, especially the, the kind of like wandering, mm -hmm. candied, picaresque. Right. To use, that's, that's how I... This is kind of a picaresque kind of thing where you got a protagonist... Weaving through the world, going different places and different things happening. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah, exactly. And I like... Like Candide. Like who? Candide. 
the original picaresque. Ah. I know. Leonard Bernstein. Yes. For the opera, or opera? Opera, I believe. Or maybe operetta. He composed the candy opera. Oh, wow. It all comes together. Or at least the most famous version. Okay. I see. I see. Anyway, yeah, I do love this movie. I love it. Oh, do you? Oh, do you? And the cat. The cat, Lewin is the cat. He is. The cat is him. They say that early on in the movie. And I like that. I like that there's little parallels like that. Just trying, constantly trying to escape from the clutches Mm -hmm. of society and whatever. But really, at the end of the day, the cat doesn't know where to go. It doesn't have its place without society, I think. And that's Mm -hmm. Lewin also is trying. He realizes that he needs to assimilate Mm-hmm. In and not f- fight everything so much. Lewin just wants to rebel against every aspect of his life and st- and everyone in his life and go against them. But he's got to learn to like accept that others can help him. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. what I mean? And that's a big part of the movie because everyone d- does try and help Lewin. I mean, his sister, mm-hmm. his ex-girlfriend that he's still with, tries to reach out, even though she's also mean to him. Mm -hmm. But she still looks out for him at the end of the day. Right. And everyone is looking out for him. Justin Timberlake's character, which jump scare. Yeah. Justin Timberlake. Crazy. Asks him if he wants to record a song with him. Yeah. And at first, Lewin fights a bit. He realizes, oh, yeah, it's for the greater good. He needs some money. Yes. Yeah. But I think he's such a selfish, self-serving character. And I think throughout the movie, he kind of gains more of a sense of himself. And he's like, I am this. But instead of fighting it, he he wallows in it throughout Mm -hmm. the whole movie. And I think that's something I found annoying on my first watch was him just sinking back in. But on my second rewatch, or on my first rewatch, I was just like, yeah, that makes sense Mm -hmm. for the character that they've created. I didn't find it annoying at all, and I didn't find it annoying this time either. Me too, yeah. I love this movie, but it is I think it is a little difficult to go along with him at some points. With For some sure, things he, he kind of loses says. you at point. But I feel like that's more realistic than just, like, constantly, like, yes, you go, Lewin. Like, I feel like he has to have these little moments where his real character slips through. I mean, not that it's... I think he's authentic the whole time, but these... Moments kind of lower points, or it's yeah. like uh, there's know. a moment, and uh, I don't want to get into spoilers for this one. I don't want to do the spoiler section for here. Either. Yeah, but there's a moment of failure in the movie where if he was just a complete unlikable person, completely unlikable person, and they portrayed him as that throughout the entire movie, you wouldn't feel bad when he fails. Mm-hmm. But just because they give you that 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 smidgen of relatability, great word, smidgen of relatability to hold on to when he fails in that moment you do absolutely empathize with him. Mm-hmm. Especially because, yeah. He is a talented musician. Oh, for sure. At the end of the day. But, I don't know, he just, he just doesn't, he doesn't put in the social right. effort of, of it. And I think it kind of speaks to being an artist, too, and trying to have your work be yours and no one else can help with it. You gotta learn to collaborate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and he was a collaborator at a certain point with his part, his music partner, but he died 
to kill himself. Mm-hmm. So he's completely lost right. in the world. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> no, I like the contrast. He's got to learn to regain his trust in other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Ah, yeah. No problem. No, I was just going to say, I like the contrast kind of between his like music life and his day-to-day life, because you can tell when he starts singing and when he starts performing, like that is kind of his escape from his... And everyone people. listens. And everyone listens, exactly. And I think he's kind of in this headspace normally where he doesn't feel like people listen or, you know, pay attention, but... But they do. But they do. And you can especially tell when he's Playing. performing, like, and you can tell that that's kind of where he's most at peace too. Which I think is a nice contrast kind of to his typical, like when he's off the stage or not, oh. not at his guitar, um, kind of a different sort of energy that he gives off, which I really like. I enjoyed that a lot. And maybe that's part of the reason why I was invested in what happened to him and like following him along is because you can see that his like passion is really evident that this is what he cares about and like he's willing to have to sleep in other people's houses or do all, like... To make it. To make it, exactly. But he doesn't want to... He's still holding himself back by doing that and constantly. Right. Yeah, it's kind of... He's kind he of re- He relies on other people, but he acts like he doesn't. Right. Which is, which is a tragic flaw. For sure. For him and by the end. Um, my favorite part of this movie, also, also kind of like Blue Velvet... Is yeah. there's a like half an hour sequence where he goes on a car ride with yes. these two random characters he never met before, and that's John Goodman, who is a um, Coen Brothers frequenter. Um, oh, yeah. He's in a ton of their movies. You should watch more Coen Brothers. I will. I will. Very good. Directors. Along with my Lynch, yes. Along with your Lynch, yes. Also, for those who are wondering, the worst Coen Brothers movie now would probably be. I would say, what's that one movie with George Clooney? I even forget the title because I don't like it that much. I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, I'd say the worst one is probably Tragedy of Macbeth. I thought it was a really boring adaptation of the work. Um, but really the worst one is Intolerable, intolerable Cruelty. Sorry. <laughs> but I don't really count that movie. Even though you probably should, I don't count it. Why not? It just doesn't feel at all like a Coen Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the writing, but I don't know. Let me check who wrote it. No, it's a Coen Brothers who wrote it and a, like three other people. I don't know. Something about the script just, just does not feel Coen Brothers at all and it's really off in tone. Anyway, what was I talking about? The, the people in the car, John Goodman, mm-hmm. frequenter, who gives a great performance for whenever he's on stage. And they both hold up a mirror... To Lewin, the the driver, because he's trying to get to a recording studio or something to perform for a big label guy because he gets the chance. And they both kind of hold up a mirror to Lewin where you've got the, the driver who's kind of st- uh, ignoring everything around him. And he just keeps pushing, not not pushing forward, but he just keeps pushing in no direction, just with this old man in the back. And then the old man kind of represents Lewin's, like, cynical side and his critical side. And Lewin becomes annoyed by it. And I think that's kind of a moment of realization that he has with these two characters. Because by the end, even though it repeats, 
and you know what that means if you've seen the movie, there are extra lines and there's differences in those mm-hmm. moments which show that, yes, he's giving hope. It's not a loop. Right. It's a spiral. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a conclusion. Yeah. It's true, though. Um, I don't know. I don't have too much else to say. I think all the performers. Oscar yeah. Isaac. Oh, yeah. Goat. Yes. He's so yes. good. He's going to be in the next Frankenstein movie with Guillermo del Toro. Sweet. And Mia Goth. Oh, yes. Who was potentially canceled. Yes. Which is a shame. It's a personal blow. Yeah. A personal blow. Very personal for me. Yeah. Because I love Mia Goth. Yeah. I love Mia Goth. That's something. Oh, yeah. I love Mia Goth. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she's such a great actress. Yeah. But he's going to be in that movie. He's going to be, I think, Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Wow, Very yes. exciting. I'm thrilled. Yeah, but he's a great performer. Carrie Mulligan is good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake. Everyone is giving it their all. And you can just care, tell that everyone cares about it on set and the director's care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this movie. I have yeah, it on Criterion. Me too. Yes. Wow, so you have both of these on Criterion? Yep. Well, I had it inside Lumen Davis much more before. I think it was one of the first ones I ever got, actually. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Please, Mr. Kennedy. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Adam Driver is in this for five seconds. And yes. he's hilarious. This movie is hilarious, too. Like, all Coen Brothers movies. Yes. Even No Country for Old Men. I loved the Adam Driver bit. That was so oh, oh. weird. But I'm gonna funny. change my name legally <laughs> to Al Cody. Yes! Well, I forgot about that whole little... That was funny. I yeah, it had, the movie has a lot of little bits right. in there that are very Coen Brothers. Yes. But yes. But yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Give this movie a 10. Obviously, definitely go check it out. I'm thinking, see, between 9 and 10, 9.5, rounded. I, I think I would round it up. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Good. I really, I really did enjoy this. Honestly, more, well, I didn't really have any expectation of how much I thought I was going to enjoy it beforehand. But I really did enjoy it. Like, I felt very invested in it. And I would happily watch it again. That's great. Yes. And you would happily watch more Coen Brothers, maybe. Yes. No, I will. I'm going to Coen it up and lynch it down. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Don't say that. Um, Yeah. Let's get in the groovy news then. Oh, right. Groovy news. I'm newsless. Wow. Wait, let me think. I have not yet watched a movie that has come out in 2024 yet. I have not yet either. I had the opportunity to see Mean Girls, the remake, last night, and I did not decline, but I did something else. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad I missed it, because a lot of people hated that movie. It's going to be bad. I know and it's going to be bad. It. I saw the musical on Broadway, yeah. and I hated it there, so, so you, no way no I'm going to like the movie. Yeah. I also think Renee Rapp is... Never mind. If, yeah, if you get a person who listens. But, yeah. Ugh. It no, looks really bad, but I love bad. Tim Meadows. He's funny. Yeah. I want to watch it just to be with the culture, but... But the culture's looks, not there, I don't think. I think it's, it's going to really underperform in the box office. Yeah, because I don't know if anyone's super enthused about it. Because it just looks bad. Like, they and didn't do themselves right even in the trailer. It just looks like just a cringy looks, TikTok thing. It does. Even for cringy TikTok people, oh, for they would sure. be like, I'm not watching this. Yeah. No, I, I've i read pretty much nothing but bad things. From knows? our peers, too, which yeah. is wild. That is crazy. Which is wild. Wild, 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 wild. But what else? Saltburn? Oh, Saltburn. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. But I know. Wow. I mean, 
beating a dead horse. I've talked about this movie to anyone who's yeah. like, anyone who knows that I like movies has basically come up and asked me, well, Gavin, what did you I think about that's become, Salt That's burn? why I want to watch it is because it's, it's become such like an emblem that like everyone can, <laughs> which is awful because it is probably the least interesting movie that could be talked about right yeah. now. Another movie that came out recently that should be talked about that's really weird, Bo is Afraid. Yeah. Or like any other, hang on, let me go to my ranked list that I have to hide from. Movie. Oh, right. Poor yes. Things, that yeah. should be a movie getting talked about. And it has weird, like, sex-related things that happen in it. Yeah. But it's not getting talked about at all. May, December. But why are we talking about this stupid movie with stupid... Stupid with a stupid script and stupid metaphors. Jacob it's just a hot men. Yeah, it's hot men. That is the, that is the answer. And they're good in the movie. I think the performances are good, but the script gives you absolutely nothing to work with. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's one of the worst written scripts this year. Yeah. Well, I'm still yet to watch it. I, I don't think I know you, you have don't to. Think I, have I would. To, but... I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. I think it's horrible. Yeah. I, I recommend just going out to the Terrace Theater. And watching Poor Things. Yes, which, oh god, which I also need to Ruby do. needs yes. to watch, but it is a really good movie. Right. One of my favorites this year, 100%. And Emma Stone won the Golden Globe. Right, yeah. Which I... Was killing uh, it. Yeah, I, I wrongly predicted Margot Robbie. My pick right. was Emma Stone, but I wrongly predicted Margot Robbie. Golden Globes, we can talk about that real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, great winners. Yeah. But a stupid ceremony. I mean, oh the god, jokes yeah. were awful, and Joe Coy... Actually terrible. He's got joke in his name. Yeah. Joke oi. Wow, so you think it should be better. Joke oi! Like it that. Was, oh, it was oi. Oh, it was oi, Yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. But all the winners were good. I mean, Golden yeah. Globes doesn't count. But a lot of good picks. Yeah. Maybe, who won Best Supporting Actor again? Um, um I know act, Actress was the Holdovers. Actress was Divine Joy Randolph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was Actor. All I know is the actor was not Charles Melton for oh um, May December yeah which it should be who was it it also wasn't oh it was Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer oh well, that which makes it shouldn't sense. have been really yeah I think I think that makes and sense. this is a hot take for yeah. my friends who also talk about film a lot but I think Ryan Gosling maybe even should get it over <laughs> RDJ. Huh. He's funnier. Take, it's he's take, funnier yeah. and it's a absolute it's just a killer role. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? And he absolutely commands the screen. And he's yeah. the best no, part true. of the movie. Uh, you would uh, agree. You would have to agree. I'm not agreeing. Agree. I'm not. What do you think is the best I, part of Barbie then? Uh, I can't get it. Let's say this let's pocket this for the twenty twenty three. Ranked. Oscar discussion, yes. Oh, Oscar Oscar slash ranked. Oscar slash ranked. That being said, Oscars come out in like a week. Soon, yeah, the 23rd, right? 23rd. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you knew it better than me. I know. In like a week. That's also when my short film is due. Which, so you'll be able, or the rough draft is due. Okay. So you'll be able to see that before the 30th of January. There you go. It'll be out before then. Yes. Oh, I'm excited. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, sorry, my neck cracking. Um, and non-movie related news, I played a game called Alan Wake Two, oh, which is also related yeah. to Twin Peaks a lot. And oh my god, game of the year for twenty twenty three. Yeah, I mean, for sure. <laughs> Ruby has to agree with me because she. But you think it's cool the things I, I described cool. to her? No, but yeah, I've heard a lot about it, and conceptually, <laughs> I think it is very cool. Um, very Twin Peaksy. Ooh, sorry, my neck. Jeez. 
Um, very related to Twin Peaks, a lot of inspiration for Twin Peaks. But man, just a powerhouse of a game. I played in like three or four days, and I, after I got it for my birthday, and I absolutely loved it. I mean, I've been playing a bunch of those Remedy games. The, the game studio that does it, I, I had to go through all of them before I got to Alan Wake 2, because I heard good things, but I had to get the lore. So I played Control, Alan Wake Remastered, and Quantum Break, and then Alan Wake's American Nightmare, all in the span of like two months. Or less, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Getting ready for Alan Wake 2, and it was well worth the effort. And it's definitely the best um, Remedy game I played. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best game I've played? No. I'd say God of War Ragnarok, or Elden Ring. Oh, Both. oh but no, 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 no. Like, Metal Gear Solid 3, probably. Mm-hmm. Which they're doing a remake of that's coming out this year. Yay. Hopefully, they don't delay it. Right. Or Silent Hill too. I don't know. Shoot. Maybe maybe this? that's got to be an episode with Tro. Oh yes, our Bring top it back. ten favorite games or best games. Yeah. My favorite game is Epic Mickey. I can oh, tell you that much. Oh, of course. Oh no, we've discussed. We've discussed yes. this multiple times. But yes. Yeah. I'm sure they have other good movies I've been watching. What What was the recommend? It was Worst Person in the World and. Oh yeah, yeah. What was yours? Because I'd like to do them. Yes, I would too. Worst Person in the World. What did I say? What did you say? Hang on. Stall for a bit. Um, stall. What have I been watching? I Unfortunately, I watched No Hard Feelings. Oh, awful movie. One of the worst of last year. I just, yeah, I couldn't really get... I was really trying to enjoy it, because I watched with my friends who, um, one of them really loves it, and so I was really trying. I was really trying. And it wasn't, like, an awful... Like, it wasn't like, oh, I can't stand this. Like, I still... I, like, I enjoyed watching it, but... I it was not very good. That's oh, horrible. And Je- Jennifer Lawrence sucks. In I yeah I just couldn't really get down with it. Oh, so that kid who sings Man Eater in the movie, he oh, was with yeah. Renee Rapp at the Jimmy Awards. Movie. Oh no way. Yeah. Wow. Do you know Ooh. what the Jimmy Awards are? Young musical, the High School Musical Theater. Oh no, I did not know that. No. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Cody almost went. No way. Yeah. Um. My pick was Buffalo 66. Yes, I remember that. I now. forgot too. Yeah, okay. So for next episode, yes. uh, we're doing what we recommended a while ago, Buffalo 66 and Worst Person in the World from 2021. Yay. So yeah, Exciting. make sure you listen to that. Yes. Thank you for listening to this one. Happy belated birthday to me. Yes, happy belated birthday. 17. 17, crazy. Oh, wow. And another Thank year you. of the podcast. Right, yes. The third year of doing it. Wow. Wait. Yes. Well, really? not full year. Right. Really, did it start in 21? I think it was 22. 22. 22, 23, 24. Oh, we got it. It's 2024. Yes. Okay. Third wow. year of doing it. Crazy. Yep. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? That actually but is yes. a weird way to think of it. Stay yeah. tuned. Uh, we will have good stuff. Mo- probably more bonus non-review related episodes at some points and yeah thank you for listening yes bye bye (laughs) i wasn't gonna say it i wanted you to say it this time bye there you go (laughs)